This is the day that the Lord has made. God made this day so that we can do what? And what else? What's the problem then? Hello? Us? So we don't rejoice in this day? We're not glad in this day? Uh, I got several things I want to say, but I'm not going to say right now. I'm glad to see all of you. Are you all glad to see me? Thank you. Thank you. Huh? I feel so youthful and young. I just, you know, I don't feel my age. And neither do I look it. You better say amen. <laughs> I love this church. I love God and I love this church. You're all some wonderful people. Uh, only one person said that, so the rest of us, I don't know. But as long as I have one person loving me, that's, that's good. Too late. Uh-uh. No, no. Oh, okay. I love you too, Bishop. All right. I know you all love me. Amen. God is certainly good to us, isn't he? Did you all find that scripture? Why don't we fulfill this scripture? We quote it, but we don't fulfill it. Since God made the day, we can't make the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We don't rejoice in the days, do we? Now, you all don't, I'm going to do something different. I've been allowing you to do this. But when you don't respond, I'm going to just start calling on you even if you don't look at me. Somebody said, go ahead. People say, well, I don't look at him. He's not going to, I'm going to call on you and put you on the spot. How come we cannot fulfill this scripture? Thank you. Thank you for at least saying that. You're indecisive. You don't know what, if you want to raise your hand or not, right? No, no. This man in front of you, this brother, is looking at me so strange. Can you hear me? I'm going to go to another scripture because I lost somebody. Amen. Now he's smiling at me. But we, we never take the time to think about, <clears throat> I don't know what it takes to make a day other than let the sun come up and God does that. But what I do know what God wants from us is, and we, we don't fulfill this too much. What part we do not fulfill in this scripture? Y'all said about four or five different things. It's just one of me. Raise your hand. Yes. Okay. Looking at the scriptures, I can be glad in the day just the fact that God has given me another day, that he's blessed me um, to see another day or whatnot, but the rejoicing, 
sometimes it's hard for me because of what I'm going through. So I'm learning how to rejoice in God no matter what. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, I'm glad that I'm among the living and, you know, and God's given me the ability. I have life, health, and strength, you know, all those things. But because of what I go through, sometimes I have to get, you know, get to that point of rejoicing. In that so we don't trust then, do we? Yeah. It, it's not for me. I, what I mean by I'm not, because like we have problems, situations, circumstances in life, um, losing loved ones, for example, or something like that. But he will not put more on us than we're able to bear. You know that, right? And I do know that. And I tell myself that. And? Still sometimes a little scared. All right. Anybody else? Somebody said, I'm not going to raise my hand after all of that. We will rejoice, regardless of what's happening in the day. We will rejoice and be what? Isn't that something? So we have the ability to be glad in things that make us sad. Too many things we don't have to be sad in if we rejoice in. Just reverse it. If you don't want to be sad, then be what? Glad. You ever thought about that? God made this day for us to be sad in it. Is that correct? So he didn't make the day for us to be sad. He made the day for us to be glad. But why do we spend so much time in the day that God has made to make us sad? Yes, ma'am. You have not? Well, thank you for your honesty. But at the same time, you know, I did thank God because I looked at the other things that I have today. You know, I have my job and um, just health and strength. I did look at those things also, but just the different situations that uh, transpired today. So it depends on how you look at it. And so it hasn't changed. Whatever you went through today earlier is still there, still happened. Yes. Did it affect your spirit? Well, is frustration sin? Hmm? You don't think so? Okay. Thank you for your comments. I'm gonna come back to you. All right, so just stay close. I'm sorry. Who's that? whose phone is that?
That's why I leave my phone in my office. So those of us that have cell phones, would you turn them off now? Now, she's out here looking for somebody's phone. Somebody left their phone perhaps in their coat pocket, and somebody can call them. And I'm glad I'm not doing that because y'all would falsely accuse me. Yes, ma'am. You gonna call on me? Yes, sir. Bishop. <laughs> when when we say we're going through things, what does that mean? Anybody? Huh? Our tests and trials. Tests and trials, all right. Sister Judy, what was you gonna say? All right, but most of us have endured things. And most of us have gone through tests and trials. Right or wrong? Is, is that true? Why do we act like it's new to us? If, if it's the winter time, most of us, when, if it's winter, is three below zero, we automatically know you put your coat on, right? Your sweater, your coat, or whatever. To, to compensate for the, the weather, the wind, and all this, right? It's almost like we don't get used to, I'm not saying we get used to tests and trials, but we have seasons. You know, we go through things. You know, if something is wrong, if you see a person walking around you know, with, with a, a coat, a winter coat on, and it's 84 degrees outside, the first thing that you always say is, what's wrong with that person? What would you say? Oh, you all so sage. Oh, wonderful. Well, you all wouldn't say anything. Now I heard what you said. But everybody else is saved. I'm going to give you another chance to get honest. What would you say if you saw somebody with their winter coat on and it's 84 to 85 degrees outside? They what? If something's wrong with them, they would be off. Because you wouldn't expect somebody to be walking around in a winter coat and it's 85 degrees outside, right? So certain things just don't fit. Is that correct? I mean, you're all doing better. I don't know why you're so quiet, but when you get quiet like that, I just keep on talking. 
whether you want to hear it or not. I just keep on talking because you're going to, this is going to help you along the way. You're going to need this Be, because we need this. We, we act like, I understand why we do this. It's like, I want everybody to think that I'm not going through nothing. Why do we do that? I don't want nobody to know that I'm struggling or I'm going through something, I'm having it hard or blah, blah. I, I don't know. We try to put our best foot forward, but sometimes we experience things. We go through things. We have problems. We experience problems, things like that. This is church. You know, the scripture said, they that will live, um, yes. People that are living godly shall what? Wait, hold on, stop. I'm living godly. Why am I suffering persecution? That doesn't make any sense, correct? I'm sorry. Could you give me some more volume on here? Every day they don't hear me. Hello, can you hear me? How many is going through something? Put your hand down. You heard that, didn't you? That's something. How many is struggling? How many is going through something? The, the bottom line is, they that will live godly shall what? How come we can't become accustomed to that? I don't like it. Do you like it when you're going through things? How do you change it? Pray about it? Who said that? I heard somebody say, oh, all right, pray. Just keep it real, all right? No, I'm serious. That's the problem with us. We don't keep it real. Because you can pray about something, you still go through something. I think that's the problem of us. We, you know, if we're not careful, hypocrisy comes out of us. We'll pray about it. Okay, I prayed about a lot of things and it didn't stop what I was going through. I think there's a certain time limit that we suffer for so long about certain things before it changed. Amen. Amen? I'm sorry. You had your hand up earlier, didn't you? And you just as polite and nice, and you waiting for me to be quiet so you can make your point. Your Bible's open. So what were you going to say? Because I, I want to hear what you were going to say. Very, very good scripture. Um, it's appropriate. But let's keep it real. I'm serious. Because we can quote the scriptures and all of that, and it doesn't change what I'm going through. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, let's just keep it real. Because some, we are designed to go through things because it perfects us. It helps us. We go through things, we, and, and, and let's keep it real. When we go through things, we don't want to go through the things that we are going through or experience the things that we are experiencing because it doesn't change 
right then. It changed for a while. Sometimes we go through things for a week, sometimes for a month. And sometimes, you know, we go through things for years and then to the next year. I can remember I, went, I was going through some things, and they lasted for the whole year. And I was waiting for the new year, and I'm thinking, well, maybe another year will help me a change. And we went right into the next year, and we celebrated at church and all this, a new year and all this. We went right through the old things again, the same thing. When God intends for us to go through things, and, and I, I couldn't change what I was going through. Have anybody experienced that other than me? Thank you. So who have never experienced that before? You, you go through something or you haven't gone through certain things, but, but mine went on. How many have endured something for one or two years, going through the same thing? How, why didn't you give up? Why didn't you stop? Why didn't you quit? Wasn't in you to quit? What's the use in quitting? Because it's something about perfection. It's something about I have enough faith, hope, trust, and confidence in God that God is going to change my situation. Sometimes the situation never changed. I have to change. That's our biggest problem. I know it's true. All of us know that's true. Some of us never get it and get offended if you mess with their problem. We'll tell you what to do and how to deal with the problem and get upset with you. The scripture said it. Have I become your enemy because I, let me see. Have I become your enemy because I lie to you? I'm telling you the truth and someone's upset with you. Let me see the hands of those that became upset with someone when they told you the truth. That many hands? I've, I've really been somewhat sarcastic. I don't know. I mean, you always too honest on that. You probably don't, don't raise your hand. You, you, you actually became offended because someone told you the truth? Sister Lorraine? You actually became upset with someone who told you the truth? Who's applauding back there? I dare you. But we like that. Thank you for your honesty. Too many times we will not admit to, somehow, I don't know what it is, how we got off, but we, we live into that off season. And you know when someone's telling us the truth, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? That's amazing. Somebody can tell you the truth. Why are you upset with somebody telling you the truth? You want them to lie to you? No comment then. So we'd rather that someone lied to you than tell you the truth. Or what? Get out. <laughs> now that wouldn't be a true friend. Seriously, now, if you can help me, whether I want to hear it or not, 
I'm not telling you that to hurt you. It's something wrong with us when we always think someone is saying something. Bishop Tyson said this years ago. I remember the first time he said it. And you know the scripture said, uh, you should know the truth and the truth shall what? He said, you should know the truth and the truth shall make you mad. The church lost it. We never heard that before. Maybe he had said that before, but not at Christ's temple. And you know what? That's true. We can hear truth and it. Why do we get upset when we hear truth? We want somebody to lie to you? Or you want them to tell you the truth? Why is it important to tell you the truth? Yes, sir. I thought we were walking in the spirit and not after the flesh. Uh, yes, sir. But you said our flesh. Well, you expect your flesh not to like that. Who are we serving? The flesh or the spirit? Yes. In the middle of the day, who wins? <laughs> it's the reality of serving God. When we're going through things just like now, I would like to think that the reason why we're still walking with God is we know that God is not going to leave us in the state that we're in. You, have you ever told yourself, God's going to change my situation? It won't always be like this. You ever told yourself, somebody said every day? You said that, told yourself that? So you won't, uh, we don't need to know. I think I'm going to leave that alone altogether. But she said, that's right. It's something about knowing your situation, whatever you're going through, it's not permanent. It's going to change. I live for the expectation of change. What's the song? We sing the song. It might be a scripture. Don't wait till the battle's over. Whatever that means. Sister Rain? Situation didn't change. I knew you were going to say that. And sometimes it got worse. Hey, Shama. But it was me that changed. Hallelujah. And I'm grateful. Question, Sister Rain, or, and not just to Sister Rain, why do we get upset when people tell us the truth? We don't want to hear it. I remember my aunt years ago. Aunt Tootie? Yeah. And she would tell me some things. And she said, I know you don't like it. She said, but I want you to be saved. I and I would tell her, I said, you know, it's like a castor oil. When somebody gives it to you, and it goes down, you don't like it. But when it gets to where it's supposed to, it helps you. 
Somebody else said that basically, not that, but they said, have I become your enemy because, uh, what's the rest of it? Uh, I, thank you. You all know that scripture? Why do we get upset with people when they tell us the truth? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Why? We already know. We just get angry. Well, what, what, why don't we do what we need to do then? Why are we doing something different and somebody comes on and tells you the truth to tell you because the truth you should know the truth and the truth should what? Someone is helping you to be free. Why are you upset with a person who's helping you to be free? Bishop, you just don't want to do it. That's because it's on us. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. That's my mistake. So, no, no, thank you for saying to both of you. Because that's true what you just said. Because actually, we really don't want to be saved. Is that right? No. It's not? Well, then why do we get upset with truth? Sister Judy? help me to finish this Bible class. <laughs> I won't be calling you. <laughs> she says, none of your business. We, now, we feel like that, but <clears throat> certainly we don't do that. Do we, saints? Hmm? Jesus, no, and nobody even answered me yet. Uh, do we, saints? Oh, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> uh-uh. Thank you, saints. If you can't say, don't bother that. Sister, uh, anointed Sister Ruth, the preacher woman. I had to say all that to make sure your answers are going to be, you know, accommodating. Yes, ma'am. I have failed in certain things in my own life. I don't even know if I so much got mad, but sometimes you can be in situations where you're accustomed to being bound. Okay, so you was in a situation where you've been bound. Yes. But you knew you was bound. And you couldn't set yourself free. Something's wrong. Now, now, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to get you to laugh. Because if the Holy Ghost cannot unbound us, then we're not going to make it. I'm being serious. I appreciate what you just said. And what you said was good and very true. But we're wasting our time. We might as well be out there in society, in the world. When I will do good, what? That's the same thing. I want to do good, but evil is present, so what do I do? I stay in the state that I'm in. So that means I'm not changing. I'm not overcoming. Bishop Tyson had a saying, the scripture said, you should know the truth and the truth shall what? Bishop Tyson used to say, you should know the truth and the truth shall make you mad. There's a lot of truth to that. We say we want the truth, but we really don't want the truth. And when you don't want the truth, that means I really don't want to be free. Why do we, have I become your enemy because I tell you a lie? Is that right? Huh? Thank you. You better correct me. So do I get upset with truth? Something's wrong with us. 
You mean to tell me that this place that we come tells us the truth? How many believe the word of God is true? How many believe that it sets you free? Why do we get upset with the word of God? Why do we get upset with people who tell us the truth? You know what? Because it shows you where you are not. And if there's ever a chance that I need somebody to stand up and tell me the truth, and when I know that I'm wrong, I ought to thank God for that person was bold enough to tell me the truth. That somebody loves you enough to tell you the truth. Now, what did the scripture say that they will not come except there's what? People, fall, people would rather fall away. And I'm going to tell you something. God's not going to change for you. You're not going to make it. You, you know, you're not going to hear well done. All because I couldn't accept the truth. I, I, I'm over here, as you all say, to be saved. Um... There are times my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is that scripture? But, but sometimes salvation comes, comes with a price. It, it gets difficult sometimes. You have to make up in your heart, make up in your mind. I'm going to walk with God no matter what. Does it get difficult sometimes? Yes, it does. You know, we can't get upset with God. That We just go through things. Endure... Um, yeah, that's the word I wanted. It, it, wait a minute. Who's in the back? Put up endure or endurance. And he tells you to endure hardness as what? A, a, when a, a good soldier endure, endures hardness as a good soldier, he, go, he or she goes through something because we're going to go through some things. So many times we don't finish. That, that's a powerful scripture. I finished my course. When we start walking with God, we have a course to finish. We go through things. The re First of all, why do people backslide? I'm sorry. Can you turn this up? I don't think the, the volume on. Can <laughs> Who said that? Somebody said they don't want to be saved no more. <laughs> yes, sir. Brother Patrick. Right? We have several hands up. Um, Brother, you should be deacon. <laughs> People backslide because they get tired of enduring. Good, good. I never thought of it like that. They get tired of enduring. How many agree with that? So we don't endure because I'm tired of enduring. So I'm giving up so I can go to hell. That, that's going to make it better, right? Yes, ma'am.
I was trying to prepare my, I didn't know what she was going to say, but I was preparing myself. Well, that's an individual. What you said is true. It's an individual thing. You have to make up in your mind. And you don't serve God for other people. If other people determine how you walk with God, you'll never make it. Because if you, other people are here today and gone today. So you, you can't look at people. People are wishy-washy. People are weak as, as water. You know, they, they'll walk away from God. You know they're going to walk away from you. Our problem today, and this is a, a subject that we need to stay with. First of all, how many really know? Don't raise your hand if you don't agree with Pastor Burke. But how many believe that God wants you to perish? That God wants you to perish? All right, Second Peter three and eight. Would you turn to that quickly? Second Peter three and eight. Thank you, members. I certainly appreciate that. Somebody was getting kind of boisterous back there. Leave him alone. Would you please read? Stop right there. What you just read in this verse, in just the parent, not the whole scripture. But in the first two verses, the Lord is not slight concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. Now, I don't know what the translation says, but how do you interpret just that what I just read before we finish the rest of it? I love how you all look at me and all, but, you know, I want you to look at the scripture and I want to answer. 
Elder Bird. I can't hear you. What'd you say? The Lord does not release those things or relieve those things that he has promised to us. So he holds fast to them, you know, and, and what he said, he will do. So he wants something from us and he wants to do something for us. And so he keeps that in mind. He doesn't change. All right. Sister Deborah. You said that very well. Now, did, did you say that? Did your Bible say that? My Bible said it. I kind of thought so. That sounded biblical, but I still love you. Still right, love you. Wait a minute. Maybe I said <laughs> <laughs> it. It, it, it was very good. Somebody else? Brother White, you had your hand up. I was thinking about uh, the scripture that he said that's a promise that he promised to save, and that's a promise to you and your children, and as many as the far off. So God promised he, to save souls. He's not willing to anybody, he wants everybody to be saved. But as the scripture says, as they said, some people count him slack over what he has seen, but he's not. Some count slackness. Mm -hmm. some, some of the people, is that right? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Um, can I get a translation? Anybody have a translation of that verse? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. So we're dealing with two things. Some men, too many, that's our problem. Some men, we listen to too many men and other people and other opinions count slackness. Yes, ma'am. When I read that, uh, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness. Mm -hmm. It made me think of wavering. He doesn't waver. Whatever he said, he's going to stand on it. Do you hear what you're saying? We, you're saying the right thing, and that's true. But when we, when we get in that test and that trial, this doesn't come up. Even though it's in there and we read it and we know it. Our biggest problem is not here. I don't know about you, but I have experienced some things that have come to me in my mind that was anti-Christ. And I said to that thought, that's not going to happen. Because I'm not doing that. It, 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 it had nothing to do with the salvation. No one in the scripture said we died. Every day I have to fight Gary Burt. I'm not bringing them. You know, that's the bishop. That's the pastor. Mm -mm. I got to fight on every day. I fight me. The one in the scripture said give us this day. God gives us daily bread. Every day I need to overcome me. Yes, sir. Sometimes, but he hasn't forgotten. He's not slow. You know, he doesn't want to do it. 
Even what you just said, what you said was very good. But also, we also realize and know this. When the rapture occurs, you're going to come in a what? A, twink, a twinkling of an eye. That's fast. So we're talking about the slackness of the slowness, slowness of God. <clears throat> God moves as fast as you believe. Sometimes God overtakes us before we know it. I remember going through something. I was going through something that I was so focused on what I was going through. And I had to realize that what I was going through was over. Maybe you never experienced that. Have you ever experienced that? I was going through something and, and it, it occupied what I was going through. I didn't even realize it was over. That's the thing that we need to understand. The Lord is not slack concerning, notice, his promise. Notice, this is what we come. As some men count what? I asked you all, maybe you don't have a trans. I should have brought my translated Bible up here. Who has a translation Bible? Yes, yes, ma'am. The Lord isn't slow to do what he promised. Wait, 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 wait. You're reading too fast. Be reading all fast. The Lord what? The Lord isn't slow to do what he promised. Stop right there. Whoa. That means God, hey, I'm my shot. God is moving. Huh? Whatever you are experiencing, whatever you are going through, God is moving for what's good and what's best in your life. You may not see it right now, but God is moving in your behalf. And God's going to bring it to pass. Right now, you, you, you may not see it. You may not feel it. You may not acknowledge but God have not forgotten you or whatever you was experiencing or going through. God, hey, God, she come on shot. God cannot lie. And God will do exactly what he said he's going to do. But the bottom line is, do we accept this? God is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. Read it again in your translation, Sister Deborah. The Lord isn't slow to do what he promised. Stop. I'm sorry, Fenrir, but I, I, I just swear it's coming to me. Oh, Moshe, whatever you're going through right now, just think. God is not slow concerning what he's promised. Watch this. This is the difference. Have God promised you anything, anybody? I'm saying, have God promised you anything? God says, I'm not going to be slow in what I promise you. First of all, he can't lie. Do you realize that? I can't lie, and I won't be slow in what I promise you. So it's going to come to pass. So you might as well get excited, even though you haven't received it yet, just the thought of knowing what God is going to do. That God is going to deliver you and do exactly what he said he's going to do. And it might appear that it's going to be too late. Do you realize God is never late? God's always on time. Finish reading, Deborah. Our Lord. That means God is for who? For you. 
God would rather save you than destroy you. All the parents that ever had to discipline their child, such as we call it, I want to make it nice because I know I'm on the air. <laughs> Out there in Radio Land, I didn't say that. That came from the congregation, from someone. Sometimes we want to make it nice to give them a little spanking. Most of us do not spank, as someone said, beat them, chastise them, discipline them. The first time it happened, usually it comes after a warning or two or three. You said, stop, don't do that. Stop. Do you hear me? What do, you, do you want me to whip you? Will you stop, stop. And if they keep doing it, what do you do? You discipline them. You know, you, you, as we say, we, we sound better. We spank them to get the results. God never over spanks, over whooped, or beat us down where it destroys us. He chastises and disciplines us to bring us back in the fold that we might hear, well done. Anything that you're experiencing, now watch, there's a difference. There are things we suffer for the things of God. God will certainly help you. There are certain things that we suffer for ourselves. God will help you, but there are consequences to your disobedience. And we know about that. So as the scripture is saying, but as long, but is long suffering to us, long suffering. So I mean, God is suffering long. God doesn't get any happiness out of, in a beating you down and hurting and harming you. But is long suffering to us, we're not willing that, that if, 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 if we get go no further, not willing that any should. So it's not in the will of God that I perish. But that all should come to what? Repentance. So you want to stop going through things, start repenting. Amen. Whatever that means. I'm sorry. I, I just can't see who's in the back there, but I see an image. And they're waving at me, and I see a person, an image, and a mask. <laughs> so can, can you put the word up there? Uh, repentance. We still have some time here. God wants us to repent. Now watch this. Where's the last time, just this section first, that you had to repent? One hand. All right. What about this section? One today. So there's more people in this section than that. So this is a better section then. Is that right? Only one person had to repent over here. So most of you all are doing all right. Okay, I'm looking for a word, repentance. Are we, we putting the word up there? All right, we're going to keep on reading. Because there's something that we miss in our walk with God. Very, 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 very important. When you walk with God, you have to get beyond who? 
and everybody else. Because usually when we go through things, it's because of what somebody else said. You ever notice that? It's what someone else said. A whole section over here, nobody's over there, nobody's over there, and sporadic over here. You know, why? That they will not come except there's a falling away first. God is good. God's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means God's been good, but people are very sporadic on God. Why? Because we change. God's love is constant. Our love is not. People that used to love God don't love God anymore. What did God do? Bob said God's the same yesterday, today. God's not the same. God doesn't love us like he used to. Is that right? How many agree with me? God is constant. I can't speak for you, but I feel the love of God. Amen. It doesn't matter what I go through. I know God loves me. And Sister Angie, you know God loves her. How many know God loves you? Don't raise your hand just to do it, but you actually know that God loves you. It's, do you know when you realize that God loves you, it's easy for you to think yourself happy? Doesn't matter what you go through. Do you know it's hard to cause a person to doubt God that's in love with God at the same time. How can I hate God and despise God and I'm in love with God? I would rather love than hate. I would rather embrace than be despised. And I don't understand this eternal power that we have in us the power of God, and God knew exactly. I don't believe God made a mistake when he gave us the Holy Ghost. We have the power of God. The scripture said God is, what the scripture said? God is, thank you, Lord. I was concerned. God is love. So anyone that has the Holy Ghost have the spirit of love in them. Is that true? Why do we act the way we act? You got love in you. Love birthed you. Do you realize that? God is love. So God, your, your, your daddy is love. <clears throat> Everything come out of you but love. All right. We got about... We're almost finished. People say, I'm ready to get out of the Bible class. How much are you like your daddy? God is love. How many of you are like your daddy? I love when you all do that. That's what I do. All you have to do is just raise your hand and I'll call. There you go. Sister Rain? You know, we can say that we love and that we love God. And I love this one and my brother and so forth. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was looked out of concern. Thank you. But 
God dealt with me about love. And when I thought I was loving, you know, doing all the outward things and all those kind of things, God said, but you're not loving like I love you. Tore me up, Bishop. Did you ever repent? Yes. And I changed. Now, you wasn't loving. Don't, please don't go into no detail. Please don't. Don't call no names. Um, but now you're loving like God wants you to love. Yes. You know that? Yes. All right. I accept that. Then that's a good thing, isn't it? All right. Sister Renee? Um, well, you being honest and everything like that, um, keeping it real. Times. <laughs> anytime people talk, uh, well, it, well, just, uh, uh, I don't know if you should say what you're going to say. No, I'm just Are you say, good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I was going to say is some, sometimes, you know, you say God is love, you want, you know, Sometimes I just, I'm at personal, sometimes I just don't want to love sometimes a person, you know, not him, I love him. I'm just saying in general, I'm just saying sometimes you just feel if somebody done you wrong or whatever, you don't really, at that point, you ain't, you're not loving like God wants you to love. And at that point, I'm cool with it for a minute, but then God brings it back to like, but that's not right. You have to, you know, you have to love as I love, and I'm striving. I haven't got there yet. You know, some things bother me. You know what I mean? Some things bother because me. Because you're not a friend to everybody. Huh? Then that means you're not a friend to everyone. True, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'm right. Yeah, I guess that. I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, I mean, this I mean, is open Bible class. Yeah, I can say that, yes, sir. All right. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but, it, you know, I feel like a Bible class is where we, you know, get things that are not right and we know it's not right and we can correct them. I just don't understand how we can come in one way and go out the same way. We don't change. And yet we're looking for a change. The greatest change that we will ever experience is going from mortal to immortality. That's the greatest change. If you're not going to make that change, you may not make, don't make any other change. It won't matter. This mortal should put on immortality. It, 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 it's, it's something that has to happen. Something's going to happen whether you're ready or not. We're still playing games. For some reason, you think God's not going to judge you according to his word. If we don't line up with God's word, you're going to pay the eternal price of a sinner. I have enough sense to understand I don't want to play with God. Is this battle, what I'm going through, real? It's real. It's a struggle. They that will live godly shall what? You're going to suffer. Living godly. You make up in your mind. and I, Grow up. We need to grow up. They that will live godly. I don't understand what I'm going through. Grow up. There's certain things that we experience. There's certain things that we go through. We need to learn how to mature. I remember my father did some years ago. We lived out there in Hallville. And he planted fruit trees. We had an apple tree, I think. We had a pear tree and a peach tree. And, 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 and then I saw him had, he got in touch with somebody, brought a, a, it was a small dump truck 
with manure. Now, that's amazing to me how things work. And some of you people, let me see the hands of those from the South. Why would you put manure on something to help it to grow? First of all, who knows, what is manure? Somebody said fertilizer. I'm not even going to ask. Uh, uh, so what is, you, whoever said it was, right, it is, you can use it for fertilization. Huh? Thank you. It's, yeah, it's waste. All right. Just a grinning over there. Yes. All right. But isn't that something how there's something that waste or fertilizer can cause something to grow and be good? You ever thought about that? I remember, you know, my, my brother was in the Marines. So he was gone. He ran off and left me with, you know, the family and everything. I was young and innocent. And that's... That's before the other boy came. So it was just me with four, four, four sisters. I remember going out there and the man came and dumped the truck with all this fertilizer, all this waste, all this dung, or whatever y'all want to call it. And we, we dung around the tree and we put all this manure Around now, that's that's amazing to me. I don't know who discovered that, probably by accident. That whatever this manure was on affected whatever was growing. There's something how something good can come out of something bad. Sometimes we can go through some bad things and it causes us to grow. Just as strong as how do you imagine it? By the mercies of God, look at me now. You know, I, I'm not pleased. I'm not telling you all not to wash up. And run. The pastor said, no, wash up, use deodorant, soap and water, take showers and all of that. But he, he planted a peach tree, pear tree, I think, and if I can remember, we lived out there on Hallville on Tremont. And I never forgot that. And, I, I, you know, being a boy, I didn't want to deal with that now, the point was after those peaches start coming and the pears and all that. Now I don't want to deal with it. You know, that's the way human nature works. We don't always understand. First of all, God does not make mistakes. I, 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 listen, God is good to us. God knows exactly what he is doing. Nothing takes God by surprise. Do you realize that I don't become arrogant? And, 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 and run before your time. Wait for God. Yes, sir. But you are successful and you're going to make it. Yes, sir. I know that's right. God doesn't make a mistake. God is already in his mind, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Even before you reach, well done. God is proud of what you are accomplishing and what you have achieved. Well done. Just to hear that, well done. You know, people go, I want to do this. I want, oh, that's fine. I just, I just want to make it. Come on, Bishop. Well, you know, I want to have that. I want my mansion. That's good. I, I would settle for a room just to know I made it. So he just got a room as long as I made it. I'm serious. I just want to make it. I want my mansion. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. You know, if I happen to get a mansion, I, I'll be glad about that. A room. Or what a corner. Just let as long as I hear well done. 
I'll be good. Amen. I got two more scriptures for you, and I'm going to let you go. Brother Armand. It, it, I have pride in me, and, you know, and God, sometimes we're just going to have to go through some things. We, 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 they that will, God, is your what? <clears throat> if we could just understand the word of God. <clears throat> it bothers me when people try to be super spiritual and all that. You're going to go through something. Once you come off your little high horse, you're going to go through some things. God doesn't make mistakes. It'll be worth it. Just to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou has been what? Faithful over what? To God is just a few things. To that baby, when you say, come on, baby. Baby's learning how to walk. Baby's afraid because baby haven't walked before. So that's a big thing for baby. But for you and I to walk all the time, we don't think about that. That baby's just standing there, terrified. But it's something in that baby says, put one foot before the other. And their, their baby go, take that step. And we're so glad for the baby because they're learning how to walk. Now, we're glad when they're learning how to walk, but we're not glad when they learn how to run. Because then you all have to chase after the baby. No, no, baby. Baby's all over the place. Once baby learn, he's all over the place, he or she. The thing that we need to understand and know, God doesn't make mistakes. You don't realize how wonderful God is to us, the things that he has done for us. Okay, it's up there, they didn't tell me. All right, just next time just point so pastor can see. They did this to me, thumbs up, all right. Repentance is what? You don't really read that. <laughs> Repenting, especially for what? Misdeeds. Underlying parentheses, circle, whatever. Misdeeds or moral shortcoming. But, but, but look at the word. That's why the first thing comes off in the scripture. Repent. The problem with some people, with most people, they get baptized, but they never repent. Repentance brings a solution. <clears throat> I've seen people repent before they made it to the water and God gave them the Holy Ghost in the congregation before they even made it. God is so anxious to save us, he jumps the gun sometimes. And people receive the Holy Ghost before they were baptized. Now, the thing is, that's repentance. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, when we go to quickly 
Go back to Second Peter, I think it was. Second Peter three. And I think we want we read eight. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief. All right. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Now here's the problem, as some men count slackness. But that's the reason why we're still here. If God, if we would take a, but his long suffering to us, were, if that was not in there, we would be in trouble. That long suffering, that's two words, which becomes one word. That means to suffer long to us, word, or to us. Watch this. Not willing that any should perish. But we would perish if, it, if God wasn't willing to suffer long. So that means when we are coming short and falling short and not doing what God has told us to do, it's causing him to suffer. And he's suffering to keep us from suffering. Not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. So every time we are disobedient, and I, I, I started off as a young man and now I'm an older man. And it goes from one person to the next. It's just different people, but it's the same thing. Same devil, same test, same trial, same temptation. And you can talk to people, another preacher, another preacher, another pastor. And we do the same identical thing. Because, we, you know, it's new to you, but the scripture says, not willing that any should perish. So I'm suffering, so you don't have to suffer. That's what this is actually talking about. But it's long suffering. That means he's suffering long to you and I, us were, why? Not willing that any should perish. But if people don't line up with the word of God, they're going to perish eventually. But that all should come to repentance. Next verse. Read. There are certain things that I want to. I don't want to experience. I don't want to go through certain. So this is the best time, and I don't care. Some people allow people to dictate to their conscience, and they don't do certain things because I don't want him to know. I've talked with people. I said, well, why didn't you do? Well, I didn't want him to know. Well, I don't want her to know. I said, so you, you would rather go to hell being stubborn? I, I don't get it. I said, are you that crazy? Whatever it takes. He said, well... You know, you should have said so and so. Whatever it's going to take for me to hear well done, I'll do it. That's me. I, I can't answer for you. Be, be, because there are things, there, by this man being, as we say, saved, it's a God thing, but I have to include God in my walk, regardless if you agree with it or not. We, we like to think that we're more than what we are. We're not. 
If it wasn't for God helping us, where do you think we would be right now? Hello? There was a question. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't get one answer. I didn't hear one answer. Where do you think we, somebody said, no, thank you. God, somebody said laws. Whoever said that? Yes. What's wrong with us? If it wasn't for the kamosha, the love of God, and the patience, watch this, and the long suffering, well, who's suffering long? God is. Why is God suffering? Because of us. To keep us from suffering. God is suffering to keep us from suffering. And we can be so arrogant. God, there are times I just sit back and watch and observe us. We're pathetic. And you think you're all about that. There's a scripture I want to leave with you. The first one is in, I think it is, in Genesis 18 and verse, I think it's going to start at verse 14. Genesis 18 and 14. And then I got one more after that, and I promise you I'm going to let you go. By the way, you've been a wonderful congregation. And you know what? And the reason why I thank God for you, because you're fulfilling the scripture, because I'm satisfied. You say, well, don't you want more people? Sure. I would love for it to be four everywhere. But the Bible said, with two or three are gathered together in my name, touching and agreeing, I'll be in the midst. I got more than two or three. So I'm, I'm happy. Well, don't you want more people? Yeah, but, you know, I can't make people do anything. They, they want you to chase them. And I don't do that. I'm not that type of man. I'm not going to run behind you and chase and all this and the other. I don't have to do that. Well, you boasting and bragging, I am. I'm a good man, and I know it. So you can't hurt me when you say, well, you are no good. Say what you want. I think I'm a good man. Because my God doesn't make junk. Thank you very much. How many know you somebody? You always afraid to even do that. Isn't that something? How many know you somebody? Put your hands down. I know I'm somebody because God doesn't make junk. I'm somebody. I feel like I'm somebody. Amen? All right, let's read. Stop. Uh, 14, 14. Oh, okay, but I want you verse there. No, let's go back to 10. Let's start reading at verse 10. Would you read verse 10 and we read down? And he said... There's some things that God can say, and I want you, I'm going to help somebody right now. God can, will speak words to us. It seems like, first of all, there's nothing impossible with God. All things are possible to, thank you. So it, it might appear what God is saying impossible, not to a believer. Because all things are possible to who? The believer. If God said it, it's possible. So let's read that verse again. And he said, I will. So, so there's a certain time that God's going to do something according to the time 
of life. You won't be dead. You'll be alive to experience this. And lo, it seems as though it's impossible. Sarah, thy wife, not Hagar, shall have a son. Shall have a son. Shall, it's impossible. Shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Next verse, read. Now, he sets up the scenario where, first of all, I'm going to show the impossible things of man, but it's Pacomo shop, possible with God. Some of you that are listening to me right now, you are dealing with some things that seems to be impossible. And you basically have written it off and said, that's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Please go back and get it and don't junk it and don't trash it. It will happen. Anything God's in, anything God says is going to happen, he can't lie, it's going to happen. And you all are through with things and let it go and, and all this. Go back and get whatever God have told you. There's some things that I'm waiting on. I'm believing God. I believe God. I believe God. Just as sure as I'm good looking sitting up here, I believe God. I knew that would get you all to laugh. Now I said I'm good looking and y'all started laughing. I was just joking, saints. Right? But the thing is... God, I realize there are times I'm by myself. I say, God's going to do this thing. Do you ever talk to yourself? Yes. How many, let, me, let me see. How many talk to themselves? That, that's good. Let this side. Who, I mean, why do you talk to yourself? Do you answer yourself? Yes. This, you answer a little bit too quick on this side. So you all answer yourself also. But you're talking to God, but you're answering yourself. I live home by myself, and I sit over there, and I hold a cord. Somebody hear me say something that that man over there, I can hear him over there talking to himself, and he answers himself, and all this and the other, because you know what? I'm speaking things that are not as though they were. I, I just believe God. It may not happen when you want it to happen, but it's going to happen. It have to happen. So the scripture says, now Abraham and Sarah, and this is the scenario, we're old. So that means when you get old, you're not supposed to be having children. Is that what that means? Okay. And well stricken. Do anybody have a translator? Who has a translation? Deborah, you got a translation? Yes, sir, I do. Would you please read that? Time out. <laughs> um, what type of Bible you have? <laughs> I'm not, Deborah, after Bible class, you know, before you leave, right? I, I know it's going to go that deep, but praise the Lord. Uh, but, but that's fine, but you know what? We ought to be used to certain something, just nature. I'm just, act, I'm just acting up, but certain things just nature. So let's get over it, all right? That's right? But it's making a point. It's very important. He was letting us know because the Bible said the life is in the blood and there's no blood. How can there be life? Watch out. When God is going to do something, it doesn't matter. He goes against his own nature to get the job done. As well and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with 
Sarah after the manner of women. I understand that clearly, and you do too, right? That means when God decides to do something, he'll go against nature to get the job done. Y'all won't say nothing now. Next verse. See, to Sarah, it's like, yeah, right. To, you know, sometimes, listen, you all laughing at things that God is very serious about. And God doesn't appreciate it. When God says he's going to do it, you might as well get happy. You can either shout and laugh and rejoice and expect it. Amen. Or you forget all about it. It won't happen. But I anticipate God doing what he said he's going to do. Somebody's going, God's going to do something for, for somebody other than me. For somebody other than me. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying, after I have waxed old. It doesn't matter with God. God purposely intended to do it like that. Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, in other words, her husband, being older. I'm old and he's old. That didn't stop God. That's letting you know, you know, you can be old and your man's old, your husband's old, and you old and you wrinkled up and he's wrinkled up. It ain't going to stop God. You might as well get ready. That baby's coming because God said it's coming. It seems impossible, but God said it's coming. God said it's going to happen. Y'all won't say nothing. Next verse. Read. <laughs> Wait a Oh, look at God. See, some of the things you all say, God doesn't appreciate. And the Lord said unto Abraham, he could have said unto Sarah, uh-uh, she's over talking ignorant. Said unto Abraham, in so many words, why did Sarah laugh? What if God said to you and you laughed at God? And God is getting ready to do something for you. Do you realize, those of you that listen to me, don't you know God's getting ready to do something in your life that you didn't think that he was going to do? Do it, Lord. You all won't even get excited. I learned that from my children. The, the mother would be in the kitchen doing something, one of them wanted something. They said, Mama, can I have so and so and so and so? And she's doing something, and she gave them, might have been a cookie or something. And they got to, before they even got to go, <laughs> then they could start dancing. And the Lord just told me, said, Notice that. Before, before they even taste the cookie, they just, they'd start celebrating because they already had the cookie before they bit into the cookie. They, <laughs> just to jump and lost and notice that. And I thought about that. You know what? We need to do that before God bless you. Start rejoicing in the blessing before God give you the blessing. How many of you know God's going to bless you? What's the song? Don't wait till the battle's over. Shout now. Because you know how it's going to turn out. Wherefore, or why did Sarah laugh? Shall I of a surety bear? Now, see, this is her. This is that corner of mine, a child when I am old. Read. Woo! Right? Now, stop. Slow up. Now, you have to answer this. I can't answer this for you all. Brother Mom, what does that say? Well, it didn't say that, but you said it in your own way. What does it say, saints? Tell me something was too hard for the Lord. And now, now, I'm really serious now. Brother White? My will when I try to put it in. All right. That's what 
Is there anything too hard for the Lord? How many know, if, is there anything too hard for the Lord? This, pay attention to this. At the appoint, our problem is we move before the appointed time. At the time appointed. Well, I didn't see nothing happening. Nothing. Don't you know what's going to happen? Because God can't lie. Right here, if God lies, take this scripture out, it won't work. At the, do you realize we function by the time appointed? I didn't forgotten about this. It's going to happen. Thank Tell you. somebody next to you, say, it's going to happen. Thank you, Lord. Now, now, wait a minute. Don't lie. If you don't believe it, don't lie. It has to happen. At the time appointed, you move too soon. There's an appointed time. I will, re did he lie? I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have. I don't care how it looks. I don't care what's going on. The life is in the blood. Is that what the scripture says? The scripture says the life is in the blood. But there's no blood. Yes, he is. Even though there's no blood, God can do anything. I'll give you life without the blood. When God want to prove himself, he'll go, he'll do it. That's how a virgin could have a baby. A virgin? Without the aid of a man? Ask Joseph. Quickly, is anything Stop. I want somebody to tell me before I go any further. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. You answered too quick. I want y'all to think about this. I'm going to let you go. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I, re I will return unto thee according to the time of life. Sarah shall have a son. Quickly turn to Jeremiah 32 and 27 final scripture for tonight. I'm going to let you go. Jeremiah 32, chapter 32, and I think we're going to start reading at verse 20. I, I, am, I, am, I have prepared myself for these victories right here. I don't know. I can't speak. I can't speak for you all. Sister Deborah, I heard you earlier over there just to prophesying and talking. You made up your mind on something. Here's your, come on, here's your answer. Right here. She's over there talking all loud and everything. She didn't encourage her. She thought, the scripture said, I think myself happy. Do you realize you have to think yourself happy? I don't care how it looks. Think yourself happy. As soon as I find it, we're going to read. Verse 27. Read. Tell me what's too hard for God. Nothing. You all answer too. I want you to serious. I want you to think. Tell me what's too hard for God. 
your situation, your circumstance. That's too hard for God. God can't do it. Is that right, Sister Donna? No? Yes, ma'am. Um, verse number 17 is a um, companion scripture in the same chapter. And it says, Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arms. And there is nothing too hard for me. And I can show you up here. I don't have a red pencil. I have this up here. I'm glad you brought it. I already have that circle. There is, there is nothing right now. I don't know who God is talking to other than me. But there is nothing. Your circumstance, your situation, I don't care how bad. Lazarus was dead and God said, let him stay there for three days. Somebody said, he's stinking by now. And God said, I like him like that. He good and dead, he's stinking. And then God's going to do the work. God went to the stink. He's good and dead. Lazarus come for us. That's all he had to do. Lazarus come for us. Here he comes. Is there anything to nothing too hard? Hey, I'm I. I don't know why the, whole, the, the Holy Ghost is taking me this way. I'm not murmuring or complaining. I feel a strong urge. God is speaking to the spirit. Or I should say spirits of us. But this is something you must do. You cannot stay the way that you are and expect God to move in your behalf got to change. You can't keep doing. You know when you're wrong and you're not. God's not going to reward you when you're wrong. I need to change. And that goes all the way back to repent and be baptized. Repent means to what? Change. Would you put repent up there on the board right quick? I'm going to let you go. Repent. I got to do something. It starts with me. It's three things. Repent. Number two, be baptized for what? Mission of sins. Three, and God should give you the Holy Ghost. Keeping power. So I need to repent. I need to change. Some people, you can make an altar call. They sit there as if I'm already ready to go. I'm glad I got all that stuff behind me years ago at the age of 21. I'm a wonderful 74 year I know you don't believe it. 74 year old man. I say, you don't look. I know it. I know it. Help her, Lord. God is so wonderful. I believe in God. There are wonderful things, not only for me, but for you. I'm already happy for us. Amen. Did we fit find that scripture? Repentance, the action or process of repenting, especially for misdeeds and moral short. Comings. If that's in your life, then you need to repent. That's the first thing he says, repent and be baptized. A lot of people are getting baptized, but they haven't repented. So you go down a dry devil and come up a wet one. All right, quickly turn to Jeremiah 32 and verse 27. I'm going to let you go, I promise. Do. That's one. I'm work. I'm looking for officials. I see one. I see Deacon 
Where are my other officials? Sister Hope raised her hand, bless her heart. I'm serious. This is a Bible class night, so we have to take. Uh, here's another script. These are companion scriptures. I want you all, I hope you all, I see y'all taking notes. This is for you tonight, Sister Judy. Take this, receive it. This is life, what I'm telling you right now. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Take this, use this, Sister Shauna. I don't know what you went through today, but it's not going to stay the way that it was. Your, your circumstance has changed. Has changed. You might as well get happy about that and rejoice. Behold, I am the Lord. He established himself. The God of all flesh is the, 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 oh, is there anything what's the answer? You just said that because you know you should say that. Is there anything too hard for God? Then how come we are not happy all the time? Because you allow things to dictate. Sister Ruth, they allow things to dictate to them. It's not going to happen because so and so. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Then obviously it's too hard for the Lord. God can't change your circumstance. Brother Donaldson, Deacon Donaldson, would you come up and uh, sister, she's gone again. That girl raptures all the time. We're going to take up our offering. Uh, Elder Green, would you come and assist us? Amen. And we're going to let you go. And thank you for coming. In your circumstance right now, the, you only have the answer. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Yeah. Don't answer because, you know, well, did you, is there anything too hard? There's nothing too hard for God. God has changed. Not real. God has changed your circumstance. But you have to do everything that you need to do. Let us all stand. Father, we thank you for your word, for your truth, and for your people, and those that have gathered in your house. We thank you, Lord, for what our ears have heard, and we know that there's nothing too hard for you, that you can do all things and everything but fail. Continue to keep us and to help us and to protect us. God, we thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies and restoring our souls opening doors and making ways in the name of Jesus. Let there be a spirit of love between us in the name of Jesus. Bless these monies, whatever they are. Let us give liberally and largely by the authority and the power of the Holy Ghost. Let us have faith in you and trust in you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Let your holy blood prevail. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.